Welcome to Beyond the Label podcast by the Blue Journal, where we are not defined by labels or society. Prepare to be inspired by guests who went on a non-traditional path, career choices, living abroad, relationships, self-exploration, and more. This is a safe space to be yourself unapologetically, with no limits to what we can achieve. Hi, everybody! Welcome back to Beyond the Label podcast. This is Leanne, your host. I cannot believe it's been almost a month since I last talked with you guys. I hope you have all been well. You know when you want to do a podcast, but sometimes life gets in the way. I am in Hong Kong at the moment, and ever since Hong Kong have slowly been recovering from the pandemic economy, work has been very busy. So I hope everything is going well with all of you as well. And I really appreciate all of you tuning in and supporting Beyond the Label podcast. It would really help if you can share this to your friends, tell your friends about it, and leave a comment, rate, and subscribe. So let's get right back into it. So this episode I actually recorded a while back with another friend I also met on the podcast community called Brooklyn B. She is the youngest guest that we've had on here yet. So let's get right into her introduction. So Brooklyn is a high school student, a published journalist, a competitive tennis player, a certified lifeguard, and the host of the Sit Back and Chill podcast. If you want to know more about what she does and how she manages so many things, stay tuned until the end of this interview. So let's welcome all the way from Illinois, America, Brooklyn B. Hi, Brooklyn. Hi. How are you? Hi. We're so excited to have you here today. I've never had a high school student before. <laughs> well, that's awesome. I'm glad that I'm the first, and I'm glad to be on here. Thank you for inviting me. Just to you know, kickstart this interview. I just want to know, like, what your day to day is like, or even just like your week to week, because just from the introduction, we know that you're doing so much, and you're in school, you're a podcast host, you're a lifeguard, you do a lot. Can you tell us what it's like? So, especially now, my day to day life includes, you know, going to school in the morning, after school,、um, going to tennis practice, then after that. Doing podcast work, and then after that, more studying. It's kind of an all-day, everyday ordeal. Lots of things intertwined, and then I have things pop up like interviews and events that that come and go. But I'm definitely busy a lot, mostly with sports and studying. And you also release your podcast. Does that take up a lot of time, or is that more like your hobby that you do in your free time? I would say my podcast, as of right now, it's more of a hobby. I do pride myself on posting an episode once a week, every single Tuesday. But obviously, life gets in the way sometimes. But I am pretty consistent. I would say that I do take like one day a week that I really, really focus on it. But then. For the rest of the week, obviously, my studies and stuff come first. Yeah, I can imagine like having a really busy schedule, and from you know just like looking at my cousins right now, school has been so intense, like more intense than when I was in high school. Because I guess there's so much online classes, like online things, online assessments. Where in my days, we could just if we forgot like to bring a homework,、um, our teachers could not track us online. <laughs> Yeah, it's 
my school, for instance, is mostly online. You can opt in to go to in-person, but it's very different. And online classes, it's very hard to pay attention and stay engaged because you have all these distractions around you and you're in the comfort of your own home. So it's very easy for me to go on my phone rather than paying attention to the lecture, which is definitely a bad habit, but it is what it is. I'm definitely excited to see, you know, like what trends will be coming on um, post-pandemic. And, you know, just speaking of your podcast, I want to ask more about that because on your podcast, you talk a lot about advice giving and tips on things like mental health, you know, your mindset. And I feel like since you're so young, um, what inspired you to create a podcast on these topics? I guess what inspired me to make a podcast on these topics, I get most of my inspiration from my mom. Um, she basically taught me everything I know when it comes to most of that stuff. Obviously, it's some things I figured out on my own just by living life and you learn lessons as you go. But I guess I wanted to sit down and record all of that stuff and put it out there, mostly because when I was growing up, as I'm still growing up, um, there's not many influences that aren't necessarily good influences coming from people my age. So I kind of wanted to be that good or better influence to represent the people my age and kind of help them out and get them away from all of the stuff that's, you know, not necessarily good or helpful or constructive. That is amazing because since like I'm a bit older than you. I still find your advice very, very well put and it's very helpful. So are those things that you've experienced yourself or things you've gathered around? Usually I talk about things based off of experience, but a lot of the time it is from, you know, being a bystander of things and not necessarily being involved directly, but you kind of pick up on things just by observing. I'm generally very shy. So I do observe a lot of things and kind of put two and two together and, you know, get some of my advice and my direction from there. And why did you specifically choose to start a podcast? Because so obviously there's Instagram, there's YouTube, there's so much social media platforms, but why podcast specifically? I specifically chose to do a podcast. Um, mostly due to my insecurities. Um, I always wanted to start a YouTube channel, but the way that I look and the way that I feel like I could be perceived kind of bothered me. And I just don't want to be necessarily judged off of my looks, but more judged off of my content. And I feel like social media can be very, you know, negative and cutthroat and people giving you unwanted opinions. And I just didn't want to fuel my insecurities that I already have. Yeah, I completely understand because I'm I'm quite active on Instagram and sometimes people can get they can just get so mean. So speaking of, you know, hateful comments, have you ever encountered people who dismiss you or discredit you or judge you because of your age, even for your podcast? Yes. I feel like most of the people that discredit me before because of my age, have never listened to my podcast before. I usually get that, you know, judgment right off the bat. And then I've gotten a lot of apologies because they'll judge me based off of my podcast and then they'll listen to an episode or two 
and then message me and be and be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize that like this was serious or this wasn't a joke. And my question is, why would you think it was a joke? So it's kind of, you know, people just not taking younger people seriously or always thinking that whatever they're doing is a joke or it's not, you know, serious. So I've definitely gotten that a lot. In that process, like, how do you how do you motivate yourself? And because I I do feel like it's not just it, it happens with like all ages. It's not just because you're young compared to other people, but it's like a relative thing. Like I'm younger than certain other people who's doing podcasts, and they feel the need to put their judgment on just any younger people. Like, how do you keep yourself going and to motivate yourself? Um, I guess what motivates me is my future mostly. And this has been something that I've been wanting to do for a while. I've always wanted to have, you know, some sort of a platform, whether it was on YouTube or a podcast. So I don't really let other people's judgment necessarily get to me because this is my dream, my life, my route. So I don't let, you know, any roadblocks really get in the way of that because their opinions and beliefs and all that type of stuff doesn't change what I want at the at the end of the day. All it does is kind of, you know, inhibit me from being great. I love that. I love that. I think everyone needs to hear this. Do you have any advice for people who are also, you know, they have a voice, but I think a lot of us, we are insecure. Like we don't know where to start or we're scared of being judged. Like, do you have any advice for the audiences who are feeling this way, but they have something that they want to say? I would say for me personally, what really, you know, was the last straw and got me going, going was the fact that I would go on social media and see all of these people that have platforms and this and the other. And the thing that really got me going was the fact that if they can do it, so can I. Like all these people that you see on social media were normal people before social media, unless they were celebrities and famous for something else. But they all started like us, normal people, normal jobs, normal everything. And they just put themselves out there. That's the only difference is that they put themselves out there. Mm -hmm. So if you put yourself out there, you can pretty much accomplish anything. But you know, that's the first step. You just have to put yourself out there because if you don't, then you can't expect anything to come from it. And it's very uncomfortable to put yourself out there and it can be very scary. And there can be times where you want to stop for various different reasons, but that's the first step and you can definitely do it. And that's, that's just that. Oh, I absolutely agree because what's the worst that can happen and nothing will happen if you don't act on it. Exactly. I feel like you really know how to cultivate a healthy mindset, you know, just from listening to your podcast and just kind of like hearing um, the tips that you're giving right now. Do you have any self-care practice that you would like to share or some tips that you do every day? So for me, the way the easiest way to get me in a really good mindset is if I feel good about myself. If I don't feel good about myself, then everything else around me just feels very negative and dark. So I would say it honestly starts with 
getting enough rest and how you feel when you wake up in the morning. So going to sleep early, um, just getting enough sleep, even if you don't go to sleep early, if you just decide to sleep in, whatever you need to do to get enough sleep, do it. And waking up and not going on my phone right away, that has helped me so much because I used to just grab my phone as soon as I opened my eyes and check off my social media. But that's not necessarily healthy. I feel like getting up, you know, washing your face, showering, whatever you do in the morning, all of that stuff. And then, you know, making your breakfast, all of that. And just really having a like a routine with a very strong foundation that's not wrapped around social media and all of that type of stuff really can help guide you on a way of having a good mindset. That is a really good tip. Like I love the one about the phone. <laughs> like just don't check social media the first thing you wake up because I do think we we just suck up so much negative energy from just people on social media. And since we cannot control what they post, we also cannot control like what we take in. So it's really important that we be aware of the content that we're seeing. Exactly. Because sometimes you're not even realizing that the content you're tuning into is ne- necessarily affecting you as negatively as you think. And then once you get to a point where you don't take in some of that content for a while, you can start to see yourself feeling better and you never knew why you were always feeling bad. So I definitely think, you know, it's something that we can practice and it's just like a habit that we can cultivate. And just speaking of well-being and mental health, as a teenager for you, is there any trend? So for example, I definitely see a lot of people posting about crystals like um, healing crystals on social media or vegan like or keto diets like these kind of wellness trends it's so popular right now so are there any trends that you're seeing in your friend group or people your age that are popular in the moment I would say the most of the time when you see trends it's usually coming from TikTok so most of the trends that I see that relate to wellness is what I eat in a day. That seems to be very popular. People just sharing their diet in general. Like you said, crystals, I feel like astrology is very popular now and um, things like that. And just hauls, fashion hauls, usually things like that. But as far as it relates to wellness, usually dieting, which can be very tricky to necessarily share on social media due to some people's diets not being necessarily sustainable to your average person. And then people seeing that and wanting to follow this diet and then under eating. And that can lead to a lot of things that are not good. Yeah, I think we all just need to be aware of the content that we're sharing. Like, And us as podcasters, it's just really important because our audiences are taking their time, like their 30 minutes to an hour time to actually sit down and listen. Today's episode is brought to you by DB. DB is a Scandinavian brand that makes backpack and bags to help people on the move stay ready for anything. From the streets to the peaks, 
DB's gear is travel tested by some of the world's best athletes, adventurers, and creators. Over the past decade, DB has designed and developed, released, and refined the best bags in the market. With DB's patented hookup system, you are able to attach smaller products to your backpack, roller, or tote. We are teaming up with DB to exclusively offer our listeners 10% off your next purchase by using the code POD10, POD10, or going to the link of our show notes. DB, it's time to move on, time to get going. Do you have any tips on how adults can communicate better with teenagers and make them feel more supported? I would say it all starts with listening. I feel like a lot of adults have the tendency to feel like they're the, you know, know-all be-all. So they tend to want to share a lot rather than listening. I mean, I've had dilemmas in my life that could have been easily addressed if, you know, the adults in my life would just listen to what I had to say rather than, you know, cutting me off and just based off of one sentence, they're like, oh, I've I've been through this too. And blah, blah, blah. And it's like kind of just going into their whole spiel, but it's just like, I wasn't done and there's more actually. So I definitely feel like listening is key when it comes to understanding younger people because we usually have a lot to say that's very insightful. And with that age thing that we were talking about earlier, a lot of adults think that younger people, you know, we're not taken seriously or, you know, this, that, and the other. So I think listening is the biggest thing. That is really good advice because I do think even for me, when people say that, the sentence you just said, like, um, like, yeah, I've been through that and just shut you off. Um, that is, that is like the worst feeling that you just feel like you're not being like supported and listened to. Mm-hmm. And you can't necessarily support someone if you can't hear them out or really understand what they're going through. So that is definitely the biggest thing. We need the older generation or the adults to listen to us rather than, you know, kind of putting all of this information on us all of the time. Yeah. And I definitely think also that sometimes some people say like, oh, you like the younger generations are having a really easy life because of all the technology and all the, I guess, economical growth that some other generations did not have and they were just judging so fast that we're having a much easier life yes and then they say that and don't realize all of the problems that have come because of social media yeah and like vice versa what advice would you give to teenagers or young adults who don't know how to communicate calmly with their older generations or their parents I would say your wording is everything and your tone. Um, Just to, I would, the rule of thumb for me is to communicate with adults as I would like to be spoken to in a pretty, I won't, I don't want to say professional setting, but an everyday setting. I feel like that's kind of the rule of thumb and to be very concise and clear and have a very, very good tone. And 
you know, I just feel like not using like a ton of jokes or a ton of, a ton of terminology that's necessarily newer and just to speak in a way that, you know, how you're talking to your teachers, but more on a more casual setting. Um, not necessarily how you talk to your friends, but I would say concise and clear is your best route. That that sounds good. That sounds good. Concise and clear. Okay. Sometimes it's just really hard to do, you know, when you have opposing views with your elders and especially it's, I find it really difficult to explain things. Yeah, I feel like that could stem from, I don't know, I kind of get that too, but that's mostly because I'm shy, so I kind of feel myself stuttering on words or not necessarily sharing everything that I would share in a more casual setting, but that comes from me being, you know, very nervous when it comes to new people. I love how you use an analogy that it's like speaking to your teachers because you are trying to explain something to them, but in a very respectful way. Yes. I feel like that's kind of the only way that they, you know, feel respected because I don't know, a lot of times with adults, there's a very thin line where it comes to them feeling respected and disrespected. I feel like sometimes they feel disrespected over things that I see as just normal talking. You know what I mean? Um, just not calling them sir and ma'am and just talking to them like a normal person. Some adults see that as disrespect and they're kind of superior over you because of their age. But I feel like that's a problem within itself. But you just kind of have to be aware of those things to try to keep the peace and be the bigger person. Absolutely. Yeah. Always try to be the bigger person. I think, you know, with self-awareness, we need to be compassionate with others and also with ourselves and being patient and all of those are like qualities that we need to be aware of you know we just need to remind ourselves okay we need to like stay calm yeah staying calm is very important and keeping your composure and not just letting it show because sometimes you can feel like you're being calm but your facial expressions show that you definitely aren't or you feel like your body language is very calm, but your tone isn't. So just being aware of all of the factors that go into it should keep you in a good place. Oh, yeah. I resonate with that so much when you said that your facial expressions might not be calm because my my parents actually tell me that. They're like, um, you don't look calm. Like you look very angry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I just need to be aware. Yeah, I definitely have encountered that too, especially with my tone. I mean, I'm... I'm generally very blunt and sometimes I can come off across, you know, the wrong way with certain people. So I try to keep my tone very neutral. That's a good approach just to see like where things are like at the situation and see like where you can voice out. So we're actually um, on our very last question of this interview. So it's a question that I ask everyone who's a guest is to share with us one thing that you love about yourself. I would say the one thing that I love about myself is that no matter what, I always believe in myself. And even throughout my darkest times and my roughest times and when things were getting hard and things like that, I always believed in myself and I always believed that things would get better and I would get through this and I was capable of pushing through. 
And that is something that a lot of people struggle with. So I'm not coming um, about this topic in a boastful way. It's more of, I'm just more happy that I can do that because I know that's a struggle for some people. And that's why I like to talk about the things that I do talk about because there was a point in time where I never believed in myself. So just believing in myself and being confident in my abilities is something that I really do love about myself because it can be very hard to come by. So yes, it's definitely that. That is so important. I think it's 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 amazing <laughs> that you come to this realization. Thank you so much for sharing everything with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I had so much fun on here. It was so great. Tell us where we can find you. Um, what's your Instagram? What's the name of your podcast? Which we've already talked about. <laughs> okay, so my podcast is called Sit Back and Chat. And you can keep up with Sit Back and Chat by following the Instagram of the podcast, which is at sitbackandchat.podcast on Instagram. And you can listen to my podcast on all major platforms. So that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, like pretty much all of the platforms that you can listen to a podcast on. My podcast is on everything but YouTube. So that's how you can keep up with me and what I'm doing. Perfect. Thank you so much. So all of you listening, go and check out Brooklyn's podcast and you'll leave a review, subscribe, everything. And we'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Beyond the Label. Don't forget to subscribe and to follow our Instagram at the Blue Journal for your daily dose of self-love.